All right, welcome. We have Raquel from Glow Hot Yoga here in Miami Beach, which is like church to me. So uh, <laughs> I was excited to finally take some classes from you. I know you were uh, your owner's owner of the studio and you had a baby, so you were gone for a while. So I got to experience all your uh, all your awesome students, uh, all your awesome teachers, and uh, yeah, you have a great voice. I just have to say, you know? thank you. Yeah, it's very harmonious. Thank um, you. I appreciate that. And uh, so I'd love to. Basically, I was very curious. You know, I really value uh, your facility a lot, and uh, so I, I have some questions about what it goes into, you know, that kind of operation. But more importantly, um, your story, right? So, uh, where were you born, Raquel? I was born here in Miami, Florida, a little bit more north from South Beach, about thirty minutes, twenty minutes, depending on traffic. Uh, it's called um, Sunny Isles Beach. So I grew up in like Sunny Isles, Aventura area. Okay. And moved to South Beach about. 10 years ago and I love it down here it's very different from being more up north and it's just a few minutes away but where's your family from I'm Cuban Puerto Rican so my dad was born and raised in Cuba came over when he was around 15 my mother was born in New York and that side my of uh, the family is mostly Puerto Rican okay yeah so you're Actually, one of the few, a lot of our guests usually come from other places and they just love Miami. They choose to be here. Um, have you ever, like, wanted to go anywhere else? Are you, do you feel, do you just feel like at home here? I do. Yeah. I love Miami. I don't see myself living full-time anywhere else. Uh, I do love other parts of the country and the world. Um, I did, the longest I've lived away was in Orlando when I went to school. Um, so I was in UCF. I lived in Orlando for four years. And... It was great. I loved it, but I Miami's my home. Yeah. I always see myself coming back here. Yeah. No. Uh, it's it sticks to you here, and uh, that's kind of why the podcast exists. So there's a lot of great people here who are <laughs> yes. just attracted by the vibration. So, um, when do you remember your first exposure to yoga? Absolutely. Uh, my first Bikram class was when I was 19. I was already at UCF, and I came back for a winter break, and um, I had broken up with my first boyfriend and was heartbroken so uh, I just drove by one day the studio in Aventura which is where I started they had a huge red sign that said Bikram Yoga and I said I didn't know what it was but I was like I'm gonna try that it was just like a calling and like a moth to a flame I went and took a class and I had no idea what to expect I didn't know it was hot I didn't know what yoga really I I heard of yoga, but I didn't know what it really was. Uh, it was completely new to me. And I just loved it from my first class. I sweat so much, uh, more than I could ever imagine, more as most students do. And uh, I just could not believe what I had experienced. What really drew me, because it was tough. I mean, it was just like most first-time students, they find it very challenging. Um, I was no different and I what I love most about it what kept me coming back it was not so much the physical it was what it did to me mentally my mind stopped for 90 minutes and I couldn't focus on anything else mm -hmm. except for what I was doing physically with my body but it was just it was that mental part of my mind stopped I didn't think of anything um, I had no worries. I had disconnected. And that was something I had never felt before. 
And that's what kept me coming back every single day. I went every day for a month. And when I went back to UCF, mm-hmm. I found my uh, local school, which was 30 minutes away. I had to go on the highway. It was a bit of a drive, but it just became such a pillar in my life. And I saw, I felt the difference it made for me uh, in school, studying. I was less stressed about school. Um, anything, whenever any anxiety came up, I just, I went and did class and I felt better. I always knew I would feel better after class. And it was always intense. It still is. It's still challenging. That nothing, that doesn't change. Um, but just that's, that's what kept pulling back in. That's what drew me. And of course, there's so many other things that come with the continuous practice. Uh, but that was my initial hook. Yeah, no, it's kind of like a spiritual awakening for people, right? When yes. they get out of their head and they start experiencing like higher vibrations of consciousness and uh, basically love for themselves, right? Because you really yes. look, you're really like focusing on yourself in the mirror for the whole time. So you could say in a way it's selfish, but you're really building up your self-care. You're building up your Absolutely. energy. You're spinning your chakras. And then you're like a source of love to go out in the world and like spread good vibrations. So it's like, it is very difficult and I'd say there's some people who try it, and I, 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 have you ever heard like seen people who like exit the class early, and it's like, no, you just gotta get to the, get to one, get to the floor, get to the floor, man, because like sometimes people leave yeah. and they're like really close to being on the floor and relaxing, and, um, but anyway, so for me, I never really went full in 30 days. I, I suppose it, I, I was a little awakened before I started doing hot yoga, so I, I like it as part of my routine as far as like once a week. So like I am addicted once a week, and like I cherish it a lot. Um, just to clear out toxins. I think mm-hmm. I'd probably do it at a sustainable rate that almost everyone could do. It's like once a week, you know, four times a month. It's kind of like church. That's why I say mm-hmm. anything once a week is kind of like church because you give it some space and that means you have other joys and you come back and you appreciate it and you get all the benefit. You know, if you're doing it every day, you're devoting a lot of time to it, right? But if you do it once a week and it really transforms your week in a way, then it's really powerful. It's really efficient. Absolutely. So I think there's space for a lot of people to do it once a week. Um, I, I know you have a lot of regulars. I, you know, I, I, I stand stretched next to them all the time. But as far as once a week, it's fairly powerful. I, the one reason I could never see myself teaching is it's hard. I mean, like for me, you have to like, all right, I have a very high tolerance for routine, right? And designing and being like, I have my own Monday yoga routine. That's like practically almost always the same. It's like my own Bikram. Um, but like to like basically directing people into their body that's like takes a lot of like discipline and um you know it it takes a lot of care of others you know you're really like uh you're i mean thanks to your voice and your guidance we're able to stay in poses that otherwise our mind would start getting distracted and going into other things we're able to stay in there for longer and we become almost like superhumans after we leave your class but (laughs) how do you go do you remember when you were like like how did you like experience teaching like what drove you into teaching like uh you know, was it just like you saw, you just wanted this more and more of your life and you were, it was like your big love that you first experienced and then you just wanted to devote yourself to it? Because it's kind of like a sacrifice. I almost look at it like being a priest or something, you know, like, <laughs> or being a sister, you know, imagine like both genders could be priests. It's like, you know, more than the regular yogi can do it like once a week and have fun, like being creative, but like, you're literally like, like devoting yourself to this genre, you know, and to the, yes. these, these set structures, these set poses. So like, do you ever feel boxed in at all, like in the beginning? Um, well, everyone's experience is different and everyone has their own reasons of teaching. Um, mine, I was pretty confused when I was in college. I didn't know what I wanted to do, but 
my one constant was yoga. In the beginning, and I find a lot of students, um, this happens to them too, is you know, we, you fit your yoga into your daily life, into your schedule. And then as your practice continues and it becomes more regular, you start to have your daily life, your choices kind of start to revolve organically around the yoga. And that's what was happening to me. Um, I noticed uh, my eating habits were changing. Uh, I was paying closer attention to how close I ate to class. I was, you know, fitting in uh, more so, oh, I, I can't do that because I have to go to yoga that day. It mm-hmm. just became more, my life started to revolve mm-hmm. around the yoga. And uh, so I didn't know really what I wanted to do. I changed my major like six times, but I, I knew I loved my yoga. So in, uh, in my senior year, uh, our professor, well, I switched my major to business entrepreneurship. And my parents are like, you know, I don't care what you graduate with, just graduate in four years and figure it out later. It's like, okay, so I did business because I figured with that you can do anything. And in entrepreneurship, that had just opened up a division. So um, they speak a lot of, you know, finding your passion and making a business mm-hmm. out of it. And uh, one of my professors said that. He's like, figure out what you love and pursue that, make a business out of it, and you'll be happy and, um, and you'll be successful. So it made me think, I was like, you know, well, I love yoga. Like it was actually, I didn't have to think too much. I just asked myself the question. And it was so obvious for me. Uh, so I was like, okay, well, I'll finish school and then I'll go to yoga training. And from there, you know, eventually in the future, I'll maybe open a school. But I know I want to teach yoga. And what also really inspired me was that I felt it made me feel so good. Yoga just, it brought it brought something into my life that, you know, I, I never wanted to let go of. And it, it completely changed my life in, in so many ways. And I wanted to help others find that within themselves also. So I found it for me and I wanted to help share it and spread it. So that is why I decided to yeah. devote my life to teaching Yoga. Awesome. What was, it, what was the specific school that you got your uh, degree in? Uh, so I went to Bikram Yoga College of India in LA. In LA, okay. It was a nine-week um, nine week training where you did two classes a day, every day, and it's very intense. It was amazing. Yeah. But intense. And what is, do you think your strength as a teacher? My strength as a teacher? Um... Uh, well, I, I would say... Also, I, if you don't want to be... Uh, you're so humble. That's like the best... <laughs> hearing a pause there is great. No, I mean, your voice is great. I'd say... Thank you. If I can describe, because I guess I, I get to take in a lot of a lot of teachers, right? So I can be a critic. Um, <laughs> well, everyone has their benefits, right? So uh, everyone has... There's a good in everybody. So I'd say some people are really good at... Uh, like, Brie, like, some people are really good at, like, kind of, like... Like being creative and making you like making like, like being different every time and like like really challenging you like I kind of like like in sometimes an annoying way where you're like I just want to chill and enjoy my yoga <laughs> like <come on. laughs> like there's a way to like make an experience as enjoyable as possible and a lot of it is with the voice actually so I'd say your voice is like one of the best I've ever heard Thank you. and so wow. there's a real power behind the voice um, and it comes from the heart I'm learning more and more about uh, well one heart opening right so. 
as you know, like once you start opening your heart every day with camel poses and stuff like yes. that and kisses to the sky or, or the, you know, the, the, the sun, whatever, um, you know, you open your heart. And what I've learned today, really, I was reflecting on like the uh, power of myth by Campbell and also I'm reading this book, Saul for Happy. But uh, what I realized today is like the heart actually has a like really powerful vibration that actually can like people can sense it, like organisms can sense it, smaller organisms can sense it, who are more aware, right? Who aren't as distracted in their heads, right? So like the heart actually sends out a vibration. And so you as a teacher send out a very loving vibration. And by the way, they figured out it's in uh, key number F. So it's actually a certain key of like the music, the musical keys and everything. And wow, I didn't know that. Synergy That's Yoga so taught me that. Yeah, they have a free class on Saturdays, 8.30 Espanol Way. And Amy there had this bowl and she started playing I had come and I was not, you know, like necessarily my best, like, you know, like highness ever. But she started at the end, she started playing this bowl at key F and I'd never felt like my heart more open like before. And I was like, wow, that's and amazing. apparently it's key number F. So like, I think there's something behind the voice and music where there's certain loving vibrations that can be very powerful. And so you have that. And so your wow. classes like flow <laughs> and they're very enjoyable, you know, cause they, they feel good, you know? <laughs> So. I'm so, thank you. It's very humbling and <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, no, so you're, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. You know, I mean, uh, at some level there's a way to like best, you know, articulate, you know, a, a class or to, you know, while you're doing the poses, there's something, there's kind of an energizing vibration that helps. So I'll say I do enjoy your classes. Um, so what was the story of GLOW? Uh, how did you find that space? Like, you know, what, how did you become a success story in terms of, uh, you know, fulfilling your dream? Uh, well, before Glow was born, uh, the studio in Miami Beach was called Bikram Yoga Miami Beach. And we were located on 11th Street. So I, I took over the studio from the previous owner. And uh, within a month of taking over, we actually had to relocate. Uh, the building was sold and the, the um, owners wanted to go in and remodel so we had a temporary location at the Miami Beach Community Church on Lincoln Road and it was very small it was about 500 square feet and it was just our our little in-between space but it was perfect it worked we fit about packed 20 people in there mat to mat uh, so it was definitely um, it was a great experience it was you know purely you could feel like it was purely about the yoga and where we are now I say like fell from the heavens because uh -huh. the as I was looking um, I couldn't find anything and finally I just said you know what let's just be here now I extended at the church and um, we were there for like six more months than we had intended and then uh, where we are now um, opened up and uh, one of our students actually approached me and said you know this you might want to check out this space so we moved over there and it was in the summer of 2019. Oh, really? No, I'm sorry. No, 2016. Okay. 2016. Yeah. And then uh, a few months later, as we turned to the uh, to 2017, I changed the name to Glow because we we were offering more than just Bikram Yoga. We had Vinyasa. We were bringing hot Pilates, uh, Yin Yoga. So I wanted to, you know, have something that encompassed all of that. And the name Glow came about because I, when I was thinking of a name, I wanted to 
I wanted to have um, a name that kind of expressed what we feel after practicing. And so I thought about how I feel after mm-hmm. practicing and I, I feel, I feel like I glow, like yeah. I feel lighter. My skin uh, feels better. It um, looks to me like more brilliant and purified and uh, my eyes change. Um, you know, you're releasing toxins. So I feel clean from the inside out. I feel, um, I feel lighter. I feel like the inner light that we all have just shines brighter. And so that's how the name Glow came about. And it's it's really interesting because it's become kind of like a, a it's just a state of being. Mm-hmm. Um, like now, and when I hear students talk about the name of what Glow means to them, um, the responses are, are really beautiful. You know, some describe it as, you know, that, that inner light, um, you know, coming to class helps them maintain that glow, that essence. Um, it strips away of, you know, what doesn't serve us so that we keep our glow shining. Um, you know, all the things, emotions that we may attach ourselves to, things that happen every day in our lives that are, you know, our egos attached to, we're, we're shedding all of that and we're left with our divinity. We're literally kind of like, um, you know, we're, we're forgiving ourselves for yes. what we did, you know, like yes. we're getting rid of <laughs> The, the physical presence of the, the reminder, which is our, yes. our impurity. So we get rid of our impurity, become pure, spin a bunch of chakras, and then suddenly we're feeling good. And then <laughs> the mind is so sensitive to how you're feeling that you start being in a more positive state of mind. Yes. Um, you'd be more clear-headed because you've been, you know, you practice meditation for that long. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really transformative. Yes. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know what I would do without you guys. Um, I was one of the first people there when he opened up after COVID. Um, and yeah, I'd say what's, uh, what's been one of the biggest, I mean, COVID is probably obviously a huge challenge, but besides COVID in a regular day and age, is there, uh, what is it like hiring teachers for this? Or is there a shortage and abundance? Is this, what is it like? What would you say? Um, I haven't really felt either shortage or abundance. I feel like when we need teachers, they come. And when we mm. don't need teachers at the moment, there are none that are seeking. Mm. Um, so it's been interesting in that way. Uh, yeah, so right now, like our teachers, they've been with us for a, a long time. Some are from the old studio. And I would say most are. Yeah, uh, 90%. Yeah, so they so, suck around. Yes. and. Which I love because it, it really hones in on that family, community aspect of the studio that was so important to me. And I wanted students to feel like GLOW was a second home, a very safe place for them to retreat to. And um, like you say, it's like church to you. Yeah. No, like honestly, I like, I kind of, not like, I don't worry, but like I was like, yeah, if you guys ever went down, like I would freak out. I have to like build my own. But like, the thing is, like, we would all freak out together. Like, we would probably yes. like, we would stake out outside like the place and like, just like, we would just like, like figure, like, you know, honestly, uh, people go to hot yoga, like, they're generally doing well in life. You know, I mean, they figured they've discovered hot yoga. So they have, you know, financial means probably to like resurrect the, 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 the studio. So I think you get enough people in an area experiencing the highness of hot yoga, it'll carry on, that flag will carry on because, 
you know, if anything happened, like, uh, to, you know, I don't know, the building or something, we would, we would, like, figure a way to build a new one, like, <laughs> right, right away, you know, like, we're addicts, like, it's really, like, oh, my God, it's, like, uh, it's, like, the closest thing I can say is, it's, it's funny, I mean, it's, it's something that's completely selfish, right, you'd, you'd think, but at the same time, you know, it's, it's completely, the way you feel affects the way you go through the world, and it's, like, yes. it's just, like, it's this new age, you know, and uh, I just, yeah, it is church, it is very powerful, now, I know most of the classes I go to, especially post-COVID, are generally pretty full. I say, like, how much, do you ever see, like, a second studio happening? Because there's, do you ever turn people down as classes fill up? Or, like, where do you see the demand, like, versus the supply right now? Uh, I don't foresee a second studio. Um, I'd like to focus my energy on making Glow the best that it can be. And uh, I'd like, but I would like to add other branches to it, which I'm not sure I want to talk about right now because they're kind of in the works and um, I don't want to, you know, talk about anything too soon. Sure, sure. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't foresee a second space. I'd like to just continue building up where we are. Um, I am doing some things at the studio right now to um, improve it, to make, to going into the new year and to grow you know, the community and the space and have new offerings, expand the schedule. We're still kind of working on the post-COVID schedule. So I'd like to bring in more classes like we had before. We had around like five to seven classes daily. So um, yeah, just still not so much going back to how we were, but evolving into the next mm-hmm. phase of Okay, which is a secret still. Okay, looking, <laughs> looking forward to it. Um, well, I'm like kind of like a, uh, I stick with the Bikram usually. I mean, you know, it's one of those things. Like, uh, I mean, in a perfect world, would everyone be doing Bikram like once a week? Like, if they knew what was good for them, like maybe I don't know. But uh, it'll take a while mm-hmm. to get there. I think uh, in that world, it would have to be like prioritized at the same level as like going to the gym, and then you know the gyms would have hot yoga studios you know like more and more gyms could have them and it could just grow and the more it's you know realized is very powerful but um how much goes into like how expensive is it those heaters like to get i know like, <laughs> I, this is kind of funny because like i don't know if you know at one point like i came from san francisco i came from even in chicago like like I, at first i was just there were some days it was like okay it's not exactly 105 degrees and i would like freak out i was like but now I don't care anymore. I'm just like, I got used to it. But like, I know it can be hard sometimes to keep it at a perfect 105. But like, how easy is it for people to retrofit a room to be like that hot? Like what goes into that? Is it like new technology? Is it old? Uh, there are different heating systems. We, before we only had those blowing heaters that you'll see, um, we have, I believe we have five up in the studio. Uh, but it, a few years ago, we brought in the infrared heat and that what is it? I mean, people love it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Uh, it's great for your body. It heats not the room. It heats what's it, under it. So your body's getting hot, but the room doesn't feel as hot because, mm-hmm. um, right, it's not the purpose of that type of heater. Um, and you're able to breathe better. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. so stuffy in there. Uh, we do have the humidity on our side being in Miami, so that's nice. Uh, but, yeah, it, it just depends. There are different systems. Uh, but the infrared is what is what we is a, is our main source of heat. 
Okay. And it's great. It's great for circulation. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Nice. And uh, do you it's have like aging. a specific partner or like mentor help like, help you guide guide you through like the whole business? Uh, no, just a lot of research on my end. Did you make any friends with like any other hot yoga studio owners or? Oh yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, before I had an, a studio, I I, only, I taught for ten years, so I taught all over Miami, um, the Aventura Studio, uh, Brickell, um, across the bridge on Biscayne. I I was very spread out, Fort Lauderdale, so I am friends with all the owners, and uh, yeah, so I learned, and then I did my own research to see what was the best fit for what I had envisioned. Um, but they're all great, and there are many options out there. Yeah. No, I mean, Google is an amazing resource. Yes. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, you have a dream. You can find a way to do it. Um, I'm sure you had a lot of personal supporters, friends, family, stuff like that. Um, so in going forward, it seems like you have a great operating studio. you got a new baby. Uh, I guess, are you just living the dream? I feel like everyone I interview is just like living the dream. Like, is there any, any secret hobby or any, like anything left, uh, for you to like accomplish or anything? And are you just going to enjoy what you, what you've built? <laughs> uh, no, I feel like I'm always in a constant state of growing. Uh, I have new ideas that I would love to bring to fruition. Uh, so I, I always feel like I'm a work in progress. Mm. I'm always learning. Um, I certainly don't feel like i I've finished like I feel like no, yeah. there's constant growth you know and the growth sometimes becomes small it becomes a more more slow sometimes but that's fine because you're enjoying it that's more okay. right yeah sometimes you're enjoying the slow growth mm-hmm. right and it's almost timeless and and it's not forced um, and so and other times you know fast growth is needed right and so obviously in the beginning stages there was very fast growth that was happening but uh, once you have something good you know it's really about caring for it maintaining it yeah um, right. maintaining the community and it's true, the slow growth and the fast growth. Like when I when I first became a teacher, I only wanted to focus on teaching. I wasn't thinking about opening a studio. I I wanted to teach for at least a decade before I considered opening my own space. I wanted to just focus on on the the journey of becoming a teacher because that's a whole other experience. After practicing for I practiced for three years before I went to training. So now I was on the other side and I had so much to learn. Getting, I was getting completely out of my comfort zone. I'm actually, I'm naturally a very shy person. So I know some people are surprised to hear that because I get up in a room and I teach, but uh, I had to face that fear of getting up in front of people. And uh, going to training was kind of pretty much the start of that for me. So uh, yeah, so for 10 years, I, I only wanted to teach. Mm-hmm. And then, believe it or not, after that 10-year mark is when the opportunity to open the space came about. So it was like, I guess, part manifestation, part, you know. An external challenge? Or this, you saw the opening there for your need. For You saw the need, basically. Right? And sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes we go through life improving ourselves, but until we see like a clear need we can fulfill, you know, we kind of just keep improving ourselves slowly, slowly. But then, then it's time to pounce on that. You know, oh, there's some, there's a hole there. There's a need to be fulfilled. So, mm-hmm. uh, why not fulfill that and and jump into it, right? Mm-hmm. And and start moving faster. So, that's very exciting. Um, obviously, you're great at yoga. Do a lot of yoga. What's maybe like a, a morning routine or like a healthy habit of yours that you can share? Right now, my 
healthiest habit is probably I, I get up in the morning and the first thing I drink is apple cider vinegar with mm. water and lemon. <laughs> nice. That's my that's my kickstart. I wake up pretty early around well, like around seven, seven thirty with my daughter and she's my alarm clock. And I just our routine is we hang out at home for a few hours. She likes to read her books. So How old is she? I uh, she is thirteen months. Thirteen months. Oh wow. Yeah. Already reading? Yeah. I'm reading. Oh, you're reading. <laughs> she goes, <laughs> she goes to Ryan Russell. Already doing Bikram perfectly? Um, she does downward dog on cue. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> no Bikram yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> so she's um, reading and you're with her and, and yeah, yeah, powerful. So opening, opening the heart very early already. Yes. There you are. Have you feel? Have you noticed any, any big growing of your heart just by being a oh, parent? Oh, my goodness. Uh, my heart has... My capacity for love grows every single day. Yeah. Being a mom. Yes. It I just fall more and more in love with her. It's so it's challenging, but it's also the most rewarding experience of my life. When when were your last tears of joy? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't asked anyone that um, yet. I think yesterday, actually. Yesterday? Yes. I had some yesterday too, actually. And what was it about? Uh, I think I was looking back at photos of her when she was just born. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, sometimes some real powerful memories of love or even imagery of love, like feeling really connected, like your your heart will just surge and then send out a vibration and it's just a beautiful thing, you know. And so, you know, parents feel that extra, you know, they've built up their hearts with that. And I'd say one thing all of us can do is just open our hearts more ourselves every day. Absolutely. Self-love and stuff like that. Um, who do you love in Miami? Who are some of your favorite characters, restaurants? Are you a complete like vegan or do you are you mix it up or what? I I mix it up. <laughs> uh, so I'm not uh, on any special diet. I'm quite the foodie actually. I like uh, I'm, So where do you like go? To... Who are some good chefs or places that we can try? Let's see. Um, well, <laughs> not Well, yeah, you could be healthy there. Um, Winkers that just opened up on the Winkers. corner. Winkers. Winkers. Right by uh, the studio. Really good. It's uh, that nice diner. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really good. I, I love um, Azabu for sushi. What else? I love Nayara. Thai. Uh, let's see. No, that's plenty. I mean, I that's got some plenty. new spots to maybe check out. Um, who do you, uh, like, who do you follow in Miami, like, on your Instagram in terms of, like, People you respect, characters, people who could be fun to have on the podcast, or anybody, anyone that comes to mind, maybe a few. In Miami. Yeah, just people you respect, you know, because this is all about basically looking up to leaders, and it's like the new the new myth stories every week. You know, we hear about some, you know, some character journey, some warrior going through difficulty or whatever, finding their their love, finding their passion. Encouraging others maybe to find their passion if they haven't yet. Also to pursue it if they kind of know what it is, but they've been delaying. So is there anyone else out there who has a great character story or someone you respect their journey? You know, someone in Miami you might follow. Um, let's see. Not yet. It could be anything. Not yet. Anything, related. Anything. It could be a restaurant owner. It could be, uh, you know a musician friend you have, an organizer? Uh, a jewelry maker. Jewelry maker. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I actually reached out to her today. Um, her name is Adriana. She has a jewelry line called Amlove. Uh, 
and I, I really love it. She specializes in, she makes everything herself, and they're all affirmations. So her necklaces, bracelets, earrings, everything, it's I am, and then she'll have the word attached to I am love, I am brave, um, I am grateful, mm. and it's really beautiful. Uh, so yeah, that's someone that, uh, and she's a beautiful story too, which, okay. which was the beginning of her jewelry designing. Okay, yeah, I'll so have to reach out. Reach out um, to her and she sure. can share that with you. Um, one last question. Uh, what is an affirmation that you like to use that's maybe funny or unique to you and like your story? <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I am grateful is a big one in my life. Mm-hmm. I, I feel it's important to be obsessively grateful. I wake up in the morning and I think of what I'm grateful for. Throughout the day, I take moments and uh, feel gratitude. And at night before I go to bed, I I think of what I'm grateful for again. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's so important to take moments. It doesn't even have to be like, you know, it could be just a few seconds, but just to feel that gratitude for you know, what you do have in your life. You know, we, we all go through things, right? We all have our experiences, um, our challenges. So, but there's also so many things in our life that we are, we need to express gratitude for. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's, that's my number one. Yeah. Like before bed, it's like free energy, free love. It's, uh, it's actually, I think more people can get better at it just by throwing them in, in themselves into it. Like, saying I'm thankful thank you for or like saying thank you for and just seeing what comes out you know exactly. like throw yourself yeah. into it saying it out loud even you know that's what I've found to be helpful to kind of like you know, kind of throw yourself on stage and say thank you for this and then mm-hmm. your mind comes up with something you know you don't have to just sit there and think too much about it you know no. it's just like I'm thankful for the sun like whatever you're looking exactly. at like just like be in a mode of actively you know what Saying you do you. you actually uh, you, you rotate your throat chakra like that mm-hmm. that, that chakra right there by talking lovingly to yourself in the world, you can actually yes. spin that thing like crazy. So that's also very connected to the crown chakra. So like it's one down, right? Mm-hmm. Or so it's like no, it's not. There's a third eye, but like it's very connect, It's very a pivotal point, the throat. Mm-hmm. And so the more you use it, right? Yes. That's why your voice is very nice. <laughs> oh, thank you. Know, you you've, you've flexed it. Um, and like attracts like. So putting out that that feeling and that vibration, it's the law of attraction. More reasons to be grateful are going to come into your life right no you're right? yeah like it's almost like a magnet so mm-hmm. um i'm really fascinated by all this science of all this stuff but i think it's very clear hot yoga makes you feel amazing so yes thank you so much i'm very grateful for you raquel for having that uh, establishment Likewise. there and i'm grateful to have you at the studio as one of our yeah. students you count on me once a week you know that <laughs> and i'm day. grateful to be sitting with you here right now thank you for this opportunity yeah we always do a hot one uh awesome Thank you. Yeah, no, thank you so much for coming, and uh, I'll see you on Wednesday.